Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today, we're talking about a chat we just had with one of our beautiful clients. She is coming from a background where she was self-proclaimed low-carb, keto for the most part, and she was telling us this beautiful transition story that she recently noticed where she was hanging out with a friend, one of her best friends, and they were deciding what to eat. And her friend was saying, oh, we could have pizza. Oh, but I I know you don't really eat that. So, And she had this epiphany of, oh my gosh, she sees me as someone who doesn't eat these foods. I don't want her to see me as that. And she was kind of having like an having an out-of-body experience, I think. And she was so excited to say, wait, (laughs) I eat all foods now. We can have pizza. And there was a really beautiful discussion that came from all of that. So we want to share. Yeah, we kind of dove into like these food identity statements, you know, like um, do you – because we asked her like why why did that trigger you so much? Like what – what part of that conversation made you go, oh, because she was like, oh, my friend, like, is this how people see me or saw me? Because now she's not like that, but like, is this, is this it? And we're like, why, why do you get that reaction? And uh, it just really created this cool conversation around, are we, are we kind of hiding behind whatever, you know, clean eating, being vegan, you know, keto, whatever it is, low carb, are we, are we kind of hiding behind these identity statements and it's keeping us stuck in this diety wellness culture world? Yeah. And Nikki and I are always so curious as to like, what makes someone decide to go from that identity of, well, I don't eat this. I follow this way of eating and da, 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 da. For the most part, a lot of that is like food values or different thoughts. I know there's some people out there with, you know, intolerances, but for a lot of part for a lot of us it's beliefs and so we're always just curious as to like what was the catalyst that made you change your beliefs that made you decide to want to be different to listen to your intuition and finally be free around food and your healthiest self and so we were just like picking our brain on it all and it was really fascinating because Nikki and I know what made us change and it was a while ago, so it's just always fun to like talk about these things just in case you might be thinking these things. And it's yeah. always like I think it's just like this really I find it always exhilarating to be like, me too. <laughs> yes, that was so me. And I find like we just create this really beautiful community talking about the things that are underneath the surface that we're a lot of us are thinking, but just we don't have anyone to talk about with and we don't realize like, oh my gosh. I was thinking that or I'm thinking that right now and there's another way. Yeah, exactly. And when we asked her and we said, okay, so why why did that bug you so much? Her answer was because I think – and we were – she was new to this conversation. It kind of came out randomly. So like we were, we were really trying to like scratch the surface on this call. But she was like, I think it's because when I ate that way – I needed people to know that I was eating that way because I needed them to see that that was like special or like, you know, that I was doing something that they should look up to. And like, it was really based on external validation, essentially. Yeah. And I think I had like a very like a resonant me too moment in her describing that feeling because although maybe 
a lot of us, we start eating a certain way for like a specific pain point. I think it's like to lose weight or a diet or whatever. Yeah. We just feel lost around food. I think it evolves in, in the current climate around food and food story. I think it evolves into how much you know about food. And especially for me, like coming from like, you know, like a registered dietitian background where I'm like, don't you know, <laughs> like that's got X in it or that will be Y for you. And so maybe yeah. that like forming that identity or, and I think she was saying that too, like the identity of like, I'm a clean eater or like, yes. you know, that ele- not elevated. No um, processed foods. Like a lot yeah. of the wellness culture on social media right now is very much like this food hierarchy. Yes. You know, we got, saying, if, if yeah. we eat from, if you're in the States, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or whatever, like we are better. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of going deep with this. Like these are kind of we- weird things to feel about ourselves, but like, am I better than other people because I don't shop at Walmart for groceries and I get I shop at this place, you know, Trader Joe's or whatever. And, you know, organic is very much on that too. And yeah, there's a lot of this food hierarchy that we might find that we're putting value into if we want other people to know that that's how we eat. Oh, this is so good. And like, we did not discuss what we we're going to talk about on this podcast episode, but I would love to go into that. I would love to explore that a little bit more because that was for sure something that I was feeling like I felt. It's like on one hand, like things like uh, those more, okay, for Whole Foods type stores where it's founded on a, a, uh, and I, an ideal in order to create a better world. But I feel like, again, like we were just saying, it evolves into this like identity, this elitist identity. I don't think that they were founded on that premise, but I think it it can. And then, and so what I'm trying to say is like, I bought into that in the sense of like, when I shop at those types of stores, I do have a feeling of this is better for me right and it doesn't even like there's no nutrition science to like back that up you know and we even we have never really talked about the organic one we on this podcast but like technically an organic apple and like a regular apple nutritionally on a very basic level have no there's nothing better about an organic apple but the like idea of buying it over the regular apple there's a lot of that identity and hierarchy. This is a whole, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I think <laughs> I know, people, I'm like, I'm going to bug I'm like, I'm going to, I, I, I think when it comes to that story, it's like people are, are looking to get away from what conventional agriculture might be bringing. So the lack of pesticides, I think is, and I know there's, I know there's two, two discussions on that and that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I was like, we digress. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that whole identity piece of like this is better for me. I'm, I uh, oh, this is a sticky topic. <laughs> I feel like so. I just want to like kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like this a good example of this is veganism because there has been, it's been around for you know in the mainstream for quite a few years now, and I know like I've seen memes and like jokes about it on social media or even like Saturday Night Lives and Live and stuff where they like, when you meet someone who's a vegan, you always know that they're a vegan because they make they make an effort to like put it into every single 
sentence, you know, like yeah. when you first meet them. And it's this, again, that external validation of they think, they think that that makes them better or special or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and think, oh, go ahead. I think what we're trying to say is like, what, what is the source of the, the food belief? Is it a source of I don't feel completely whole and therefore I need some external identity to make me feel better. Whereas some people choose to be vegan for a completely unrelated reason to their identity. Absolutely. And, yeah. and so that's when you don't hear them talk about it in every single sentence because it's yes. not paired with their identity and validation through their beliefs. And that is exactly where we wanted to take this podcast was to a, such an important part of food freedom is learning to create a life that you love from the inside. And I know that sounds silly when you're like, how is that related to food? But all of these things affect our eating. And so we really want to detach from external validation. So if you want to heal your relationship with food and heal your body image, which again are very interrelated, you can't be focused on external validation, wanting to to please others or wanting to be perfect in other people's eyes or needing people to think of you in a certain way if you want to have a positive relationship with food in your body because you can't please everybody, right? And you can't, you're never going to be yourself. And so we teach our clients about detaching detaching from that external validation and so if you are listening to this and you're like okay I have some of those you know I'm the girl who blah 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 or I'm the girl who xyz it's okay if you have food values like Shayna is saying it's okay if you don't like to eat meat and you you know for for all these reasons but is it is it part of this external you need people to know that about you because you need external validation and if it is is it keeping you stuck do you have low body image and low self-esteem? Are you struggling with your food? These are questions to ask. I love this topic because really it is the crux of how this all started for, I would argue, for all of us for the most part in the sense of, okay, so like Nikki is saying, when we are leading our lives to please others or based on external, extrinsic sources of information it pulls us out of who we are it pulls us out of our relationship with ourselves it pulls us out of our intuitive knowing and that is on the set on the level of eat this not that okay so i'm i'm externally taking information from somebody who doesn't know my body and what my body is requiring and so we get up in our head regarding a way of eating instead of and disregard what our body's asking for. So that's one level. The other level is body image. Look like this, not how you look like, right? And so that then becomes like a worthiness situation where if I look like a certain way, then I'll be more worthy or liked or fit in, that kind of thing. And so that leads to all kinds of uh, all kinds of things we talk about on all our other uh, podcast episodes. And then like the third is like, you should be this in life and not what you actually, what your heart's actually calling you to do. And that, that drives so much extra eating <laughs> that can just be extinguished just as a journey getting back to like 
you know, who it is that you're meant to be and living through your heart or your intuitive living, um, all those cravings just go poof once we're realigned with all of that. And so it really is a journey back to like Nikki's saying, like, like letting go of the attachment of what other people think. And that's so scary because we've lived our most of our life according to what other people think and, and what the best way, what we should be doing in all those levels. And so that is literally the problem. <laughs> like literally that's what's causing all of this. And so it was so exciting to chat with her about like, how did you go from that to where you are now like what was your aha moment or like how is that and she was just saying you know like it's easier said than done of course I have this like in some level like worry about my body image and like what other people think in that sense but she the cool part is is that just being aware that it's there and not letting it run the show you know, that's what one of the big things that we teach is like how to observe it so that you're in the driver's seat and, and it's not happening on a subconscious level, leading to actions and outcomes that aren't good for you, that aren't meant for you. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, you said so many things. I was like, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. Okay, I got to regroup myself. Okay. So I love what you just said. I want to take it another like direction that we also discussed yes. from that where um so she she was saying that she didn't like being known as that anymore now that she's like healed and detaching but we also talked about how now we notice and this is not just her this is like myself Shayna, and like all of our clients now notice when they when they've healed from that detach or they've detached and they've healed that part of themselves now when they notice people commenting on what they're eating or even what other people are eating, it, it's frustrating on many on multiple levels. Because um, for me, I was like, it, because for me, it's when I see someone say like, oh, are you going to eat that many carbs? Or, oh, you're eating that or whatever. I... I feel bad for that person because I remember when I was in that, like Shana said, being trained as a dietitian in that like hierarchy of food where I had these food rules and beliefs around food. If I saw someone eating something that I didn't agree with and that that part of my life, I was miserable. <laughs> you know, like I, I was thinking about food 24-7. I hated my body. I was not enjoying what I was eating. I was struggling with binging and restricting and out of control cravings and I didn't feel good around food. And so like when I hear the, the comments, people commenting or putting down food or whatever it is, I'm just like, Ugh, because I'm like, I know where you're at and it sucks. Yeah. And that's, that's what she was saying too. Hey, it's like if, just going through that and yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I agree with you guys. And like you're saying when people are commenting on that, then you can just kind of see exactly where they're coming from and you have that like compassion for them. I think maybe some of the anger too, like if there is any anger, can be like what for me, anytime I have that kind of feeling, it's just like deep down, like where is this coming from? Maybe it's just like we're frustrated that we're not further ahead. You know, like, why can't we just be in a world where everyone's food free? Like, why are we living this still perpetuated, ridiculous 
thoughts around food, but then we realize why. <laughs> like I said, we why we know why yeah. people are confused about food. And like we were just talking about all the reasons why. And I one thing I wanted to also say, I don't think we painted this like new and better picture, the full story of like when we do attach from detach from the validation of others or the not worrying about what other people's what other people think that can be really scary because we don't know what is on the other side. And, and if you're anything like myself where you potentially gained a lot of validation and status, or I don't, I'm not saying I had status, but you know, like in my mind, there was like yeah. a certain thing that I was winning by and oftentimes you're bonding with people around yeah. you over those things. There's so much there that I potentially had to lose. Like I, it was a scary thing to let go of all those things that I've worked so hard for you know what I'm trying to say, you guys. In quotation um, marks. Yeah. Um, and so I – and if if you're there, I just want to paint a better picture because it truly is a better picture on the other side. And I know going through it and Nikki does and all of our clients and like our client who just freshly went through this transition, she like sees the light. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh. And I can hear it in her voice that she would never want to go back. And so why? I want to talk about that. Like Why? Because when we finally let go of what other people think, when we finally give our body that space and we listen and we reconnect reconnect with all these intuitive, innate, magical wisdoms inside us, whether it's, you know, body image, letting our body heal, um, intuitive eating, actually giving our body what it's actually asking for with the proper intuitive eating skills or just like living our life according to what our heart is asking versus what other people are thinking and expecting of us. What happens is, I'm getting chills just even thinking about it, the most magical things. Number one, if we want to think about like what was even keeping us stuck in like the restriction willpower is that like our body actually ends up settling at its healthiest natural weight. We feel amazing. We feel amazing because we're actually giving our body what it actually needs and we're finally feeling like, oh my gosh, my body's powerful. I can't believe this is ever possible for me. In my case, it's just like I can't believe like I'm a, I am able to eat all these foods in a way that truly is free that I never truly – you would have been able to convince me that I could be that kind of person who could eat whatever she wants and still be my healthiest self. So that's just like surface level. And then there's just this like inner, you, you develop this relationship with yourself where you're like, oh my God. And you see this bigger picture that we were so limited by like body image before we see this bigger picture where you're like, oh my God, all bodies are beautiful. All, all people do have so many amazing things to bring to the table. If we start stop judging people according to their appearances, I'm speaking from like experience here, you guys. I, I, I'm being vulnerable because I feel like maybe there's some people out there that are still like stuck in that and I don't want anybody stuck in that anymore. And then from there, it's just like you, we always use this analogy where you're like, you get to the top of the hill and if you hadn't let yourself like climb that or like push yourself up that hill, then there's like this whole other world where you're like, I can't believe I prevented myself from seeing this world the way that it really is this whole time because I was trapped in my beliefs. And so, yeah, I just wanted to like speak to that as to why it is so much benef more beneficial for you. It's like beyond your wildest dreams of what can happen when we finally release our current identity that what 
people think about us. So it can be scary because yeah. we have a lot to lose, but it's actually, and, we have to, what do we have to gain? Yeah. And like those beliefs are your brain protecting you in lots of, of senses, right? Like it's, we have these beliefs and these identity statements to try and keep us safe because we don't know the unknown and because our brain isn't good with change and the fear that comes with it and and it's catastrophizes it thinks the worst thing will happen if we if we try to push those boundaries or we try to make a change but there's nothing bad about <laughs> about detaching from that you know like you have to you have to lean into that fear to grow as as humans you know there's no if we keep in the state what we think is safe even if it's if there's evidence right there showing us that it's not serving our health it's not serving us you know these having all these strict food rules that are actually making us obsess about food and not be confident and live a life of anguish if we don't push past that fear and get into the uncomfortable zone we can't grow we can't see like Jenna said that beautiful pasture that's on the other side of the hill i'll be stuck that's so good i, I think that's really important to talk about because what we haven't been told in today's society is that our brain only knows what is, what it's only ever experienced or been told. And so, and it's a tool to keep us safe. And so it's, if we're only operating in that realm of our, our mental capacity, that's, we're going to live a very limited life. What we haven't been told as well is that, so our brain knows what is and our heart knows what's possible. And so for me, I didn't, and so Nikki and I show up here to give you the evidence of like what is possible so that your brain can like, we can reprogram what is available for your brain to attach to and believe in and like untrap you. I didn't have that. I just, and what I, what I also want you to lean on is that your heart knows what is possible. So it's, it knows what, it knows much more beyond what your head knows. And so for me in my journey, it was, I leaned into the what if. My heart was begging me. <laughs> my heart was begging me in so many of those areas we talked about. What if you could just X, Y, and Z? What if we just went for it? What if we had that leap? And of course it's uncomfortable. <laughs> like Nikki's saying, it's hella uncomfortable. But And that's why I'm saying like, keep leaning on your heart. Keep leaning on your intuitive knowing that sense. It knows what's possible. So keep keep observing what you're your brain is saying in the sense of fear and trying to keep you safe, manage those, manage your brain, listen to your heart and you always win. It may not always, I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable or easy or any of that. We're creating a better world for ourselves and the entire planet. We have to lead with our heart. And so that's, I think a really important thing to know about the science of our body. Like Nikki's saying, like the brain is trying to keep us safe, but in doing that, it's keeping us stuck and unhappy. Yeah. And if you need more evidence, if you like that, if you like hearing us say like, this is possible and you, and mm -hmm. that is helping you in your journey. That's what we love about our community, like our membership, because that's, that's what you get to experience people every day who are four steps in front of you being like, it is possible. Yeah. You know, like, like for a client who never, you know, she was a paleo, low carb, her friends knew her as the no carb queen is now eating carbs and those things that she feared aren't true. They mm -hmm. didn't or they didn't come true in her life. You know, she's she can be the person who eats carbs now and is healthy and happy and all the things. So 
you know, just having, hearing that from her can make you be like, oh yeah, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. evidence. Yeah. Whatever you feed your brain is what we become, <laughs> right? And it's hard to take the leap to listen to our, our heart in these in days and this day and age. So yeah, feed your brain, all the potential. That's what we're here just, for. Yeah. Yeah. I do just want to say one more thing is if you don't understand, if you're not quite having clarity around like why basing life on the external validation leads to extra eating, I just want to bring mm. up an example. Like, are you someone who struggles with evening craving cravings and evening eating? And if you are, I, I want you to figure out why you're doing it. Are you looking for a source of comfort? Like, is food your friend? Are you looking for something to feel good? Are you just like filling the void? Because those are signs that food is is masking something. And lots of times it is that fact that we're not connected to what we truly want, who we truly want to be. We're not getting joy and fulfillment from our life because so much of it is based on that external validation. So, um, And what she means by that is like, I love that so much is like, how did you end up in the current life situation that you are in right now? Who led you there? And we're not, we don't mean like in a bad way. No, you know, I lived all. that life for so long. Yeah, is we just start questioning, just start bringing all so much awareness. Was it truly you led yourself that entire way to something that you love doing and life situation? Like, do you love top ten? Majority of us don't ten on ten love our life. How did that happen? Yep. Anyway, yeah. yeah, and so that's what it's she's deep. Saying. It's, it's all- deep. We were like, we're going deep with this podcast. <laughs> It was based on other people's opinions and validation and shoulds yeah. and needs and yeah. it's messy stuff. And, yeah, masking all day long behind this identity of this is who I should be and not who I am. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love this stuff so much. <laughs> okay. I think that's good though. Yeah, we have our client yeah. call. So we're going to hop up and, and go into our group coaching. So if you yeah. guys are interested in, in being in this world, going deep and onto all these things, We'd love to be here for you. We'll put a link down below. Um, If you just need the evidence, that's what we're here for each week. Give that brain that evidence. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Okay. See you later.